With your permission, Lord, as we continue our Friday meditations on the Via Crucis, the, the way of the cross, Lord, we ask this grace to, to walk with you and to be with you uh, along this path where it's more than just stations and stops. It's the whole way. It's, it's our way. It's our, our via, our, our road of the cross. And I think particularly heavy on everyone's hearts or on everyone's minds um, is this particular way of the cross that our world is walking right now in our nation, in our state, our diocese, in a particular way, um, walking a very real road of the cross of sickness, infection. Um, people are afraid and uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so I think it's important and almost very providential and timely that during this Lenten season, we are with our Lord walking the way of the cross. And I think it'd be very foolish, very foolish to lose sight of the fact that we need to walk the way of the cross with our Lord and he walks it with us. And so as our world, nation, state, and diocese are uh, walking this way of the cross, tonight we can call to mind, Lord, that you're walking with us. The fifth station, um, which we're at along our point of contemplation, is that Simon of Cyrene helps our Lord carry the cross. From the 15th chapter of Mark's Gospel, And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. That Simon, in the midst of just going about his normal life, coming in from the field, uh, comes across this scene, and that they compel him to carry the cross after our Lord. It's an unexpected meeting at the cross, St. Jose Maria says in his uh, meditations on the Via Crucis, on his, uh, which we'll be praying later, later tonight. It all begins, it all started with this unexpected meeting at the cross. A lot of times we don't expect the cross in our lives. We definitely don't want it when it comes, if we are expecting it. Sometimes it's more with the white-knuckled dread but that we um, have meetings at the cross unexpectedly with our Lord. Simon, you know, Simon of Cyrene, again, just going about his daily work, Lord, and then he met you along the way. Simon came in contact with our Lord, and now um, his name is, his name or an image of him in some way is basically almost in every church in Christendom. Um, All because on just this chance day, He was coming in from the field and was pressed, was forced by the Roman soldiers, compelled to carry the cross after our Lord, uh, to carry our Lord's cross, our Lord who is exhausted, who at this point has fallen um, at least once, uh, who they're afraid, St. Alphonse Liguori says, that they're afraid that he's going to die on the way. Just think about how, how tired our Lord must be at this point, how exhausted he is, and they're afraid he's going to die on the way. He's not even going to make it up the hill. Uh, and so they, they forced Simon to carry the cross after our Lord. How many unexpected crosses do we have? And again, not to harp on it, um, but how many unexpected crosses do we have, um, particularly in these days? 
who could have pictured a week ago what this last week would have been and who knows what things are going to look like going forward. Um, coronavirus, with quarantines, with panic. I tried to buy groceries today and that was a big mistake. Uh, it's just, it's, who could have expected this? And I think a lot of our mentality could be like, okay, Lord, put everything back to normal so we could go about being holy, right? Like, let's, let's just put it all back to normal. We want to get on with our lives. We want to be safe, uh, particularly if we're in a, a vulnerable population. We want to be safe again. Don't want to be afraid. Don't be afraid of each other. We want com- communio. We want to be a community. And now if I'm worried that you are sick or this person may be sick or that person may be sick, how can I really trust and love? How can we be that community? So you ask our Lord, like, put it all back together. Well, this, God wants us to be saints in the midst of this. We have an unexpected meeting with the cross. And we can choose to reject it. Uh, we can choose to to complain about it. We can choose to worry about it. We can choose all kinds of uh, different responses. We could be anxious and afraid. Like our Lord says to, to St. Martha, 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 you're anxious and afraid about many things. But no matter what's going on in the world, Lord, we're, we're still here with you. In a particular way, I'm, I'm very grateful tonight to our Archbishop, uh, who just before coming over, we got all the directives from the diocese. So many dioceses around the country and in the world are canceling public masses, closing the churches down. And our pastor, our shepherd, Archbishop Blair, um, while dispensing from the Sunday obligation, has said that public masses can continue to be celebrated in keeping with what Pope Francis has urged that the Holy Spirit gives pastors the capacity for pastoral discernment to find measures that don't leave the faithful people of God alone. And so our Archbishop is continuing to shepherding us, and then in a letter, which will be read at all the Masses, I believe, this weekend. I, I just read the letter. I didn't read the directives quite yet. Um, how are we to pray in the face of a pandemic? Some time ago, I directed every parish to devote at least one hour a week to Eucharistic adoration. There is no more powerful occasion of, of prayer than this, and all of us should make an effort. So in some place of the world where let's lock our churches in the face of crisis. Let's lock our churches. Let's change. The plan has changed, so shut it down because we don't know what to do. Our shepherd, Archbishop Blair, encourages us, no, we're right, we're, we're right where we're supposed to be. Lord, we're in your presence. An unexpected meeting with the cross can lead to tremendous holiness. In fact, it's even the way St. Mark talks about it. St. Mark refers to Simon, certain Simon of Cyrene, who's coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, who are members of the Christian community and by this time would have been uh, quite well known for their dad and what their dad has done. Uh, Quite well known for Simon, who was forced to do this, trying to mind his own business. And they're they're referenced elsewhere in St. Paul's letters. So we know that they, they were known, Alexander and Rufus. Your dad did this. Didn't want to. But he, in that moment, without even knowing what was going on, probably, that he was an actor in the redemption of humanity, that he carried the cross. He helped our Lord. He helped our Lord in that moment. And so we, too, with this unexpected meeting with the cross that we're going through,
We can carry the cross after our Lord. Uh, and we can do it with, with a real peace and a real calm. Uh, in one of his, his points, reflecting on, on the way of the cross, St. Jose, Jose Maria says, To bring happiness to its loved one, the noble heart will not hesitate before sacrifice. To bring comfort to a suffering face, the great soul, the magnanimous soul, will overcome all repugnance and give oneself unstintingly. And God, does he deserve less than a piece of flesh, than a handful of clay? Learn to mortify your whims. Accept setbacks without exaggerating them, without throwing up your arms, without hysterics. Uh, How many hysterics have we seen uh, in these last days? No, accept our setbacks without exaggerating them, without throwing up our arms and just giving up, without hysterics. In that way, you will lighten the cross for Jesus. It's very timely that we're able to meditate upon this stop along the way of the cross, that we can, without, just with love and with peace, with resignation, Simon was forced to carry the cross in obedience to public authorities, and so as our public authorities now need to exercise their role in civil governance, and sometimes we may not like what they decide or it may be difficult for us to accept, but as our public authorities do what has been entrusted to them in caring for the common good, and we pray for them that they care for the common good. If we have to obey them and they force us to carry a cross, well, then we will um, carry it with our Lord. Small acts of love. Um, it's in these ways. It's little, little things. They may not add up to very much. Um, but overall, in, this, in the midst of this time, Lord, we can be with you. We can carry your cross. We can lighten your, bor- your burden. An unexpected meeting with the cross is what we're contemplating going along this way. We have Simon, who I'm sure, um, it's interesting, he's not in the canon of saints, I don't think, uh, but we ask Simon to pray for us in a way to teach us, teach us how to carry the cross after our Lord and to be with him in these small things. It's unexpected meeting with the cross. And the next step along the way is that Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. Uh, that the woman, Veronica, by name, makes her way through the crowd with a white linen cloth folded in her hand. And with this, she reverently wipes the face of Jesus. And our Lord leaves the impression of his holy face upon the three parts of that veil. And so the next stop along the Via Crucis, the way of the cross, is the, the act of love of this woman, Veronica. That Jesus is... Jesus is in pain. He's in distress. He's, um, there's brokenness. Our Lord is, is suffering tremendously. And what does she do? Um, she wiped. It's a very simple thing. You know, how many of us wipe, wipe our forehead um, every now and again? I mean, he can't. We're carrying the cross right there along with Simon. So she comes and she wipes his face. It's, it's such a small action. Right, just think about it. But again, her, it's, it's a very small thing she does. And she's on the wall in most churches in the world for this small little thing. 
Wiping our Lord's face. Because for our Lord, nothing is small. Nothing's too small. Oh, this is, this is, this is too um, insignificant to you, Lord. It's, it doesn't matter. This is way it's... What, what does it do in the big scheme of things? Our Lord is still going to die. She doesn't, can't change that. But she can still do this small act of love. And that's what our Lord desires. Not that we change the course of everything going on, the whole world and in the church, but that we do in the moment when we're confronted with it, we do small acts of love. That we give our Lord our love, our small acts of service. And you know, um, many times we, we are called to be alter Christus, to be other Christs. And people, when they see us, they should see our Lord. And maybe, probably, sharing the human condition, that alter Christus, that face of Christ that we're meant to be for the world, has become disfigured through sin. Again, that's in the meditations of St. Alphonsus Liguori on the Stations of the Cross. My soul was beautiful once, but now it's been disfigured by sin. And so sin dirties the face of Christ that we're supposed to be, our personal sins. People should see me, should see Jesus in me. But how much do I look like our Lord? Or how much am I just doing my own thing, going my own way? Frustrated, angry about that, impatient about this, greedy here. People don't see our Lord anymore after a little while. They see sin. They see our imperfections, our weaknesses. The face of God is meant to be shown through us. When people meet us, it should be the same as if they met our Lord himself. We are alter Christus, other Christ. And when our sins and failures and weaknesses and vices disfigure that face of Christ that we're supposed to be, they need to be wiped clean. That we need to um, wipe away the filth and the grime. Now, that happens most particularly through going to confession. Um, That in confession, we are actually cleaned. And the guilt of our sins is removed. And we are renewed. And so, this Lenten season, as we're all walking the Via Crucis, we should resolve to make a good confession this Lent. That we should really take the time to see the ways that the face of Christ in our hearts has been broken and to let it be fixed through God's sacramental grace. And then, we should make the effort, again, no matter how small it may be, to take action against those small ways of failure, or the big ones, definitely the big ones, but even the small ones. To see in the action of Veronica the reality that in cleaning our souls, intending to Christ in our souls, nothing is too small. There's nothing that is not worth it. Um, That we need to take action on every single front in small, in small ways. Okay, so maybe I'm not going to be able to go to school for the next couple weeks. Well, I'm still going to get up on time, as if I was. Maybe not going to be able to go to work. Uh, okay, I'm still going to get up. 
going to say my prayers in the morning. We're going to live a disciplined, ordered life. We're going to do these small things with love. Our own mayor was very clear. This is not time of vacation with the cancellation of public schools uh, and that students are expected to continue um, learning and for all of us. Kind of a lot of the slowing down or shutting down of social life. Small things, small little things, taking this Lent. Nothing's, nothing's too, too minute for our Lord. Veronica wipes his face. It's an action we all do plenty, but for it, the love that our Lord uh, probably shows to her and the gratitude our Lord shows to her in that moment. Uh, that's, that's what he does for us as well. And then, as well, we can consider this not just with how it physically happened for our Lord and how it ought to happen for our souls, but also for the church and the world. That throughout the whole world, there's this grime of sin and it just spreads and spreads. And it seems like our world, many times, it just get worse and worse. And that we could want to maybe get pessimistic and down, but we should never be. No, what can God do in the midst of this? Let's not give in to discouragement and despair. Absolutely, that's the, that has no place in the Christian life. Absolutely not. Rather, with supernatural optimism, we do just what Veronica did. Again, how much could the, the woman Veronica there seeing the procession and the soldiers with their weapons and the crowd and the jeering, how much could she have just said instead, I can't do anything. What difference can I make? This is so far gone. Pessimism, despair. But she didn't, nor should we. With the universal church, what can we do? The church is meant to be the face of Christ for the world, just like every individual Christian is. But what can we do? Now I can't do anything. We're too small, insignificant. Important people won't listen to us. Doesn't matter. The little actions of love. Veronica pushes her way through the crowd or has that opportunity. In the passion, it's actually that she has the opportunity. That providence, you know, when you, when you see the, the passion of the Christ, it's like, how, how does she possibly get through? Well, there's this opportunity. And maybe our Lord, in his providence, will offer us those opportunities. We won't have to push through crowds. No, no. The right time, the right place, if we have the right motivation and the readiness and the optimism that even if our actions of love are small, it's what we can offer, well, then our Lord provides. Our Lord makes it possible for us to give him whatever love we can. So, in this stop, along the Via Crucis, we take Veronica's example to show our Lord little acts of love, to allow these little moments of cleansing in our own hearts and souls, particularly through confession, but also through small Lenten penances, accepting small crosses, and as well to resolve with supernatural optimism to wipe the face of the mystical body of Christ with love, with gentleness, with generosity, so that we can act for the good of our Lord's mystical body. Lord, we ask you to help us in this in, as we conclude this time of meditation, we ask Our Lady 
standing by the cross as well, uh, to help us and to pray for us. Our, our Archbishop also requested and said, turn to Our Lady. In this unexpected meeting with the cross, be there. Mary's standing by the cross. Maybe, now she definitely maybe wasn't expecting, maybe she was and paying attention to what our Lord was saying. She may have been expecting this to come um, during that visit to Jerusalem. But our Archbishop recommended as well, you know, praying the rosary first and foremost in this time and praying the subtum presidium. Uh, we fly to your patronage, O Holy Mother of God. And so as we are confronted with the cross and the opportunity to help our Lord through wiping his face, uh, we ask Our Lady to be with us and to give us the courage as she walks as well along with us on the Via Crucis. So following her example, um, we can walk with our Lord, be with him, make our whole lives a way of the cross. So sharing in his cross and his suffering, uh, we too may one day share in his glory.